This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's talk some baseball, and let's try to find some value with the American League Cy Young winner. Uh, Right now, if you jump over to BetMGM and you go over to the Futures, you could find those odds sitting there, the Cy Young for the AL and the NL as well as uh, MVP winners. Right now in the American League, Justin Verlander, who's coming off his worst start of the season, but he's been damn good coming off Tommy John surgery. We didn't see him for two years. He's nearly 40 years old, and he looks better than he's ever looked, uh, other than his last start as the Mets do go up 4-3 to three here. Uh, Verlander is plus 425, so you're still getting decent value coming off his worst start of the season. Kevin Gossman, plus 550. Your guy Garrett Cole, 700, plus 700 right now. Shane McClanahan, who's going to take the ball actually uh, coming up here for the Rays shortly. He's plus 750. He's been lights out to start the season. That's what's so crazy about the Rays. You know, you lose a guy like Tyler Glass now, who could win probably Cy Young every other year or at least be a candidate, and they just find other dudes, and they just never go away. They'll probably win 92 games. He's plus 750. Alec Manoa is plus 900. Shohei Otani who's most likely going to win MVP for the second consecutive season because the guy's ridiculous. He hits 100 on the radar gun. He strikes out eight every time he takes the ball. He's going to probably hit over 35, 40 homers. Hit two homers yesterday, even though the Angels lost because the bullpen and rotation stink. He's 10-1. to Uh, Nestor Cortez is 10-1. to And then Dylan Seas, who will not pitch this week in Toronto, goes on the COVID list or the injury list because he's not vaccinated. He's 15-1. to And then Shane Bieber, here's a sucker bet for you whose velocity has dropped, he is 25-1, to 1, the same price as Lucas Giolito. Kind of surprising to see Michael Kopech there at 30-1. to 1. Uh, What would you do, if anything, with the AL Cy Young if you had to make a bet today here on uh, May 30th? You know, I think it's interesting that Verlander is the current odds-on favorite, even though he's a million. Um, obviously, he's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think you're talking about as you get into the dog days of summer, how is he going to hold up? Especially, like, because he's coming off Tommy John surgery, right. is he going to be a pitch on a pitch count? Because the right. Astros are good too. I'm looking for somebody on a team that's like a contender, but he's going to need to make every single start. I could see Verlander like not making every single so, start. So uh, my dark horse is Nestor Cortez at a, a ten to one. Uh, this is a guy who was discarded not once but twice by the Yankees. He went to the Orioles and he went to Seattle, even though the Yankees drafted him, which is absolutely insane. Um, I was I was reading a Washington Post article in advance of this preview. And it was just a really interesting uh, factoid about Nestor Cortez. On a best record in baseball roster, studded with All-Stars, MVPs, and Cy Young Award candidates, the players, the player with the third most wins above replacement is a thrice-rejected, stocky, mustachioed, sawed-off lefty with one of the slowest fastballs in the majors. That is Nestor Cortez. The third most wins above replacement He's, I think his ERA is like 179 right now. Yeah. It's the lowest of any Yankee right now. He is right now the best Yankees pitcher. It feels like he's figured things out, found his own identity, which is like not a fastball. Um, and he has a new pitch, which is just really interesting. So I like that. After Cortez, I probably like Gossman at 550. He's what, 225 ERA? 
that's like an interesting one. But yeah, my favorite my favorite play is probably Nestor Cortez. I like that. I was actually thinking of a Yankee too. So what I was going to look to do this year is when's the last time? I mean, I know that Trevor Hoffman hasn't been around for a while, but I was talking about some good value with Josh Hader a couple of weeks ago, maybe to mm. win Cy Young, mm-hmm. just because. I mean, there's no clear-cut favorite, you know. Maybe to, or maybe if you want to take a shot with maybe Degrom, that he's going to come back. But I don't know. I don't want to play Corbin Burns or any of these guys at the top of the list right now. Just I don't like the number. He's only three to one. Rodon's nine to one. Musgrove's ten to one. Alcantara ten to one. So I was talking about Josh Hader uh, at the time. I think he was like a perfect sixteen for sixteen and save opportunities because he was sixty-six to one. He's dropped all the way to fifty to one right now. Wow. And then I was thinking the same thing, but there's no number available. I was looking at. Some some nerdy stuff, and it was like the ESPN Cy Young predictor. So Verlander in the American League is their number one candidate right now. Number two is not Nestor Cortez; it's Clay Holmes. Oh wow, yeah, I love that. So twenty three appearances this season, he's given up only one earned run. He has so wh- twenty six strikeouts, six saves. Could a middle reliever win Cy Young? Well, I think that he might. Like, is he going to end up having to be the closer when Chapman does Probably. come back and, and continues to be Here's a head the case? Thing. Aaron Boone might be lying to us, but he said no. He said he will not start. Or he will not put, clo- uh, put Clay Holmes as the closer. And and so that's what the Brewers used to do with Josh Hader. They didn't want to use him as the closer. They used um, well. They had Corey Knebel for a year, who Cam knows very well. The they had uh, Jeremy Jeffress close some games out. But ultimately, like they had to, they tried to use him as this weapon. So sometimes you'd see him in the sixth, sometimes you'd see him in the seventh. But with him, that was because they were trying to decide when he got out of the minors if they wanted to use him as a starter or out of the bullpen. And it ended up just being he was this dominant closer with Clay Holmes. I mean, look look at the numbers. 23 appearances. Again, he's given up one earned run only. Yeah. 26 strikeouts already this season. He's a perfect 4-0. His ERA is 0-3-6. I mean, he's been ridiculous. He has, I don't know, did he, Um, I didn't watch the game on Saturday. He had a scoreless inning streak at 23 innings, though. Yes. So I don't really hate that. There's no number on him right now. Maybe you could go and uh, make a little request. But I might get weird and play some relievers. I did play, like, for just pizza money, 66 to one on Josh Hader. Uh, in the AL, as far as starters, I'd probably look at Dylan Cease, but the price is 15 to one right now. He's coming off his worst start of the season, got absolutely shelled by the Red Sox, as I know, yeah. because I was on the White Sox and the under in that game. They got beat 16 nothing. Uh, he's not going to pitch in Toronto, not that that really matters. It's only one start that'll miss. I don't hate that price, though, 15 to one for him. So that's probably where I would go. I yeah. like your Cortez pick. I wouldn't play Otani to win Cy Young because I think, if anything, he'll probably be the MVP unless they would do something where they'd give him MVP and Cy Young. That but, would be insane. Like, Verlander would be a great story just because he's pushing 40 years old. Yeah, he he hasn't played in two years. But I thought that was a great point once we get into the dog days of summer, and especially at his age. You know, any type of arm injury that would flare up, they'd probably rest him for a week or two, and then he'd miss some starts. Right. So wouldn't want to do that. I'm good with Garrett Cole seven to one. Well, that's just not going to happen. I don't want Garrett Cole seven to one because this he's going to have to see Boston a couple more times this season. He's going to have to go happened? to Toronto. What with oh, Cole? Yeah, last last game. What? So okay, so he's he's playing awesome. He's got one hit in five innings. Right. Yeah. He's going up against uh, my man G Man Choi, who apparently, well, not apparently, factually is batting over four hundred against Garrett Cole. Yeah. And it's two outs, and it's, uh, I want to say it's, anyway, it's a bad ump call. I want to say high in the strike zone, heater. They call it a ball. G-Man Choi thinks it's a strike. He's about to walk back. And nope, he goes to first base, 
and all of a sudden Garrett Cole melts down. Oh yeah, I watched uh, that was the game uh, Corey Kluber pitched. Is this, yes. They lost that game four nothing, right? Yeah. Or something like that to four the race. Two, four, four two. two. Okay, yeah. Something yeah, like yeah. that or yeah. something. Yeah. It was absolutely insane. Or maybe it was three one, three two, something like that. Something like that. It all runs all together. But he he melts down, then four pitch walks the next guy, then even freaks out more. You can see it on his face, starts to sweat. He's cussing out the ump. They pull him. He ends the inning. He goes back to the iPad immediately to see whether it was a ball or a strike. He immediately loses his mind because, of course, it was a strike. He couldn't get out of the inning unscathed. Rays end up tying the game because of that. And they they later have to go to the bullpen the next inning, which gives up another run to win the game. I think it was 2-1. I think it ended at 2-1. Anyway, just a guy who's never going to win Cy Young because he's just going to do stuff like that. See, I wouldn't want to bet Cole 7-1 to because there's just so many dudes this year. Like, you know what I just found actually was um, Paul Blackburn. I wrote this down. So he's 80-1. to I love that price for Blackburn. Yeah. Now, again, you're like rooting for the A's then for the majority of the season, or you have to watch the A's, I should say. But going into today, he was 5-1 and one with a 2.15 ERA. He's made 10 starts, 41 strikeouts. His whip, 0.98. He's already pitched 54 in one-third inning. I actually kind of don't hate that number at all, 80-1 to one for somebody like uh, Blackburn. That's what I'm saying. There's really good value, and there's still so much season left. Robbie Ray last year was, what, 151? 150 to 1, 100 to 1 to win Cy Young and ended up winning it this year. You're getting pretty much the same number on him. Uh, other than that, I think that's about what we got. That's Kopech, crazy. 30 to 1. Logan Gilbert, 30 to 1. I wouldn't, pit, I wouldn't play anybody like Kopech because I don't know how many innings he's going to pitch uh, second half of the season when he's only throwing five, six innings right now. How about Chris Sale, 250 to 1? No shot. <laughs> no, I'm good on that too. Bet MGM tonight. That's the name of the show. Yeah, I would go if I had to play something today. Dylan C still fifteen. Just to wait one. to just drop the name of the show. Just wait to just drop that.